Welcome to Hustle and Pro Season 2, talking sports in Frisco from youth to pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to today's episode of Hustle and Pro. The way we experience sports just at a 180. Remember the days of making memories at games that we still talk about with our friends and our family? Well, we definitely do, and sports broadcaster Chris Mykoski is here via Zoom to give us a little ranking list. How are you today, Chris? Doing well. Appreciate you having me, Kelly. I appreciate you jumping on with us. So I know that you have some fun things to share via this list, but first I want to jump in with a couple quick hits to get to know your sports favorites. You ready? Okay. All right. What's your favorite sport to watch? Baseball. I, I am, you know, I grew up essentially in the Rangers clubhouse and we'll talk on the list a little bit about my grandfather, but he yeah. was the original Rangers team doctor. That's so awesome. getting to go to games with him as a kid, baseball has just run through my blood and uh, absolutely my number one. I love that. So what about your favorite sport to play? Well, these days, <laughs> uh, as a 41-year-old, uh, church league softball is pretty much all I play other than, you know, if you, unless you count running as, uh, as something I'm, I'm doing uh, well, for recreation. Who is your favorite all-time athlete? Nolan Ryan. Just cannot beat his larger-than-life persona off the field and on. And I love that yeah. just a couple of days ago yeah. was the anniversary of uh, the game with the White Sox and the Robin Ventura uh, charging the mound. So yes. we got to, to go through all that again. But that's, that was one of my earliest thrills, actually, in, uh, in journalism was getting to interview him. I did it as an eighth grader. Oh, um, wow. So I was writing for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. They used to have... I, they may still have it. I don't get the paper anymore. Uh, kids and teens section called Class Acts. And I wrote a weekly column for them. And through that, uh, they set up an interview with Nolan Ryan for me. So to get to go one-on-one -on -one with him, yeah, on cloud nine. That's incredible. Oh, that's great. He's one of the all-time greats. So I probably could guess your next answer, but who's your favorite all-time team? Oh yeah, no the Rangers. Like I said, it's it's just it's in the family. It's yeah. it's never leaving us. And obviously, you get frustrated as a fan with a lot of things, and they're not immune to uh, my criticism. Sure. But no, I, I love the Rangers. Me too. What about your favorite sports movie? Huh. Um, Bull Durham is fantastic. I, I wish I could have put together a top 10 list on sports movies too, probably. Well, I'm going to do um, that soon, so you can help <laughs> me. I want you to fill us in a little bit. I know that you've called games on um, ESPN platforms, Flow Sports, TXA21, uh, with the American Digital Network. I know you were call calling Conference USA games in mid shut down in March. Um, yeah. So give me just a kind of a quick rundown, and then let's um, – Let's crack open this vault and hear about your list. So tell me also about this list of yours. Sure. Well, um, for eight years, I was with the Southland Conference in Frisco. And then uh, last year, I went out on my own and dived back into freelance sports broadcasting. And um, yeah, my most recent event was in Frisco, the Conference USA Women's Basketball Tournament on March 11th, which 
in our family at least, and I'm sure for a lot of people, will go down as the last normal day. Yeah. We actually had a full day of college basketball. Uh, I had two women's first round games that day and was set to call uh, men's quarterfinal games on March 12th. And then, of course, everything got canceled that day. No more college basketball. NBA was actually postponed on that evening, I think, March 11th. And that was the sign that, all right, this is, start, this is going to start getting weird. That was the Rudy Gobert night, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now that we are not, you know, you're not in a booth calling games right now, <laughs> and we're, like I said, kind of consuming sports completely differently. I'm consuming more sports on Twitter right now than normal, um, which is fun, and but different. But so tell me about this list and let's get started. Well, the list that, you know, we, you and I were going back and forth on what can we talk about when I, when I come on and that list came to mind, something I put together a decade ago of the best things I've witnessed in person as far as, far as sporting events go. And I realized I hadn't tweaked it at all in a decade since. And obviously I've experienced a lot of cool stuff in that time. So trying to figure out where things rank now, adding in the great events of the past decade, it was, it was tough. And, you know, I could probably change this up over and over again and never really be happy. Right. But you'll notice uh, since you saw the old list that the top three things all stayed the same, but past that, there are, there are quite a few new additions. As it should be. And I think those are baseball heavy, so I'm excited to get to those. <laughs> so let's start with the, I don't know, the, the 10, 9, 8 section or, or any sure. honorable mentions you want to talk about that didn't get on your, your section. Well, sure. Yeah, let's, let's start with some honorable mentions, the ones that I, I really had a hard time keeping out, but I just could not quite fit all of these in there. And a couple of them happened in Frisco. Uh, up until this past season, I had been to every FCS championship game. And the best among those, January of 2015, North Dakota State, Illinois State, the Redbirds scored with 90 seconds left to take the lead. It looked like they were finally going to end the Bison's Bison domination. Yeah. <laughs> and then Carson Wentz does what Carson Wentz does drove them right back down the field, scored with 30 seconds left, and North Dakota State won its fourth straight national championship. Wow. Yeah, incredible. And, you know, obviously the legend of NDSU just continues to grow. They've won eight of the ten championships that we've had here in Frisco. And, uh, Talk if about there legend. Is... I, I can't even believe how much they're known here. I mean, yeah. I have no affiliation with NDSU, and yet – they're, they're like a force that I think they actually have an app that's like the herd coming yes. here every year. And you feel it here in town. You see them everywhere. I mean, it is awesome, though. I love it. No, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, the one year in that streak where they didn't make it, we still had a sellout at the stadium. Um, James Madison versus, I want to say, Illinois State. Is that right? I don't I, remember, but yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, <laughs> they, we still had a sellout, but – what we didn't have was that 10,000 extra fans who just come down to tailgate, even yep. if they don't, can't get into the game itself. And that's what NDSU does for this city, which is just amazing. And it is. You know, if, we have, if we have a championship in, in 2021, I obviously hope that the Bison uh, get right back here. Me they too. are the 
economic stimulus plan for Frisco. Yeah. Um, and then the Frisco College Baseball Classic, I've been part of that every year since it uh, started up. I love and that tournament here. It's, yeah. it's always so much fun. And in 2018, the Saturday night primetime game was Baylor versus Texas A&M. I was going to say and, A&M somebody. I couldn't remember who it yeah. was. Yeah. And, and that was my first time doing play-by-play for a game in a sold-out stadium. So that always brings up great memories, just the energy in that place, have, looking down from the booth and seeing every seat filled. And, you know, just the way, you know, Aggies dominated yeah. uh, the crowd that, that night. It was probably about 80-20, sure. which was surprising because, you know, Baylor, I thought they would bring a few more people. Well, and even, but, if, even if it was more even than that, the Aggies make themselves known a little bit more, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. And, and it just, you know, it, the Aggies won that night, but the score really wasn't even consequential. It was just the atmosphere in that stadium and getting to call that game for ESPN three uh, with David Saltzman, who's a great friend of mine. And um, we had a good time. Now, non Frisco honorable mention, I'll make these quick because I know uh, we don't want to go too, too yep. crazy long. Uh, when I was with ESPN 103.3, I was on the motorsports beat. I uh, did the weekly Texas Motorsports show, and uh, I covered the True Value 500, which was the first ever IndyCar race at TMS. And there was a brawl that broke out in Victory Lane, and I was right there in ah. it. <laughs> Billy Boat won- thought he won the race. Uh, Ari Leyendijk thought he did, comes in and starts something up with, with A.J. Foyt, who owned uh, Boat's car. And then wow. the next morning, this was the big controversial thing, the IRL came out and admitted they made a scoring mistake, and Ari Leindyke actually had one. So they were doing victory lane celebrations with the wrong guy, and Ari wow. actually was justified coming in yeah. saying, he, I won. What are you t- guys doing? What a mess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I could see why that is memorable. That's <laughs> Uh, I covered the first Saban Bowl, LSU mm-hmm. versus Alabama in 2007 when I was a sports anchor in Baton Rouge and Bryant-Denny Stadium, Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. If you're a college football nut like I am, just two meccas and being in there for, for that game goosebumps yeah um and lsu came back and won at the last second in that one too a couple of baseball ones that didn't quite make the list couldn't get them on there but incredible 2011 alcs game two nelson cruz with a walk-off grand slam only walk-off grand slam in major league postseason history really yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the, the fact I was there with my brother, with my wife, uh, with my sister-in-law and just amazing atmosphere, the chants coming down from yeah. the stairwells as you exited the place and just on top of the world, just a high That's that I didn't awesome. come down from for a couple of days. Yeah. I uh, love that. I love Nelly. <laughs> That's great. And then a couple of weeks later, obviously, you get the ultimate sadness in baseball. Yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> and highs that, and that the obviously lows. didn't make the list. No. Um, <laughs> uh, the final game at the ballpark in Arlington last October. Yeah. I mean, it was inconsequential. The Rangers were so far out of it, but it felt like a playoff atmosphere. The way you were living and dying on every pitch 
and wanted to go out a winner from that place. Yeah, just the finality of it all being in that in that ballpark to know that that was it. And I had, you know, had so many great memories in that place for so many years and yeah, to close it out like that. And, you know, I haven't been, I didn't go back yet for any XFL game. I, mm-hmm. I haven't been back for a soccer game yet. So it'll be weird going back in to see it's in its new configuration. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know if you've been looking at pictures or anything. Um, the North Texas soccer club has mm-hmm. played, I think their second game is just coming up when, when we're recording this today, but it looks cool. I mean, it's different, right? I mean, it still yeah. it still feels like the ballpark and looks like the ballpark, and you see the signage and everything. But but the way that they had to dig into the stands a little and reconfigure for the soccer field, it it actually looks kind of cool. I think it I like does. It. Yeah, it does. It's it's different. And I'm glad they were able to find a way to keep uh, using the stadium. Uh, and one high school moment that didn't make it. Uh, the best high school game I've seen with my own eyes: Allen versus Duncanville. In 2018, Duncanville ended Allen's 30-game winning streak, and there's so much talent on that field. You had big-time college coaches just lining both sidelines, hoping they can land any of these guys. One final honorable mention that I just had to go into a little bit more detail on because it was right there. I almost did a tie for 10th. The uh, BCS Championship, January 2008. Ohio State versus LSU. I was working uh, for the Fox affiliate in Baton Rouge, and Fox was carrying the game that night. So I actually came down with a terrible, terrible cold. I had 102.5 fever. I remember measuring that morning. But you can't call in sick the day of the national championship game. Right. So – I am, you know, we were a fairly low budget station, so I'm shooting. You won't see Mike Ducey doing this for Fox 4, but I am running up and down the field, shooting all the action with my camera, putting together a story, doing that. And then, so I'm sprinting up and down the field all night long to get in the right space. And then at the end, after the game, after the Fox national coverage goes off the air, I have to host the local Fox post-game show. And I'm doing all that with 102 fever, suit and tie on, just running straight adrenaline and got to cover, you know, the team that I had followed all year long, LSU and those personalities, see them win a national championship. That was cool. But that is awesome. here's what here's what made it just above on on number 10. And it also involved Iowa State. It's the 2015 national championship game. In Arlington, uh, Ohio State versus Oregon. First time they had played a championship in that new four-team playoff format. And, you know, it's in my hometown where I grew up, Arlington. And my grandfather had been in Arlington for 70 years since graduating from, take a guess, In our, from in Arlington? He's living in Arlington, but think about the – so you had a 50-50 shot. The two teams playing in that national championship game. It's Oregon versus Ohio State. Oh, well, gosh. I don't – I mean, my guess <laughs> – my guess is Ohio State. Is that right? He, he went to school at Ohio State. Okay. okay. And after graduating from med school, uh, there um, set up his practice in Arlington and had been there for 70 years. And they end up playing the first national title game 
in this new format in the town you had been in for that long. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I just planned on going with my dad and my brothers. We were going to go to the game regardless of who was playing in it. And then after Ohio State clinches a spot, I hear from my cousin, Blake, and he has a little bit of money, uh, to say the least. He'd actually just sold half of his company for a billion dollars, I think. Uh, he founded Tom Shoes. Oh, so okay. yeah. <laughs> so he, he had a little bit of money to play with. So I and let me decided, get flying everybody in and, and booking it, everything, and doing it right. All of the aunts and uncles and cousins, all to go to the national championship game surrounding grandpa. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, 50-yard line, second deck, great seats. And, you know, grandpa at that age, he had he couldn't see it all. I mean, he could barely see an inch in front of him and so he he still really loved sports and he would watch watch in quotation marks yeah. uh games at home but really he'd just be listening to the call and he was perfectly happy doing that for every football game for every baseball game but because of the magnitude of it all Blake wanted to do something special for him and we rotated around we all sat in a circle around him essentially and we rotated sitting next to him to tell him what was happening Aww. in the game. You did your own play-by-play -play for him. Exactly. I got to do play-by-play -play just for a one-man audience that, that uh, for at least a quarter. And, That's um, so cool. Just the vibe being in the yeah. stadium. And it was probably pretty new at the time, too. But even, even now, it's still awesome to be in there. But what a cool vibe in his school and all your family there. It was so That's great. Awesome. And, you know, everybody coming back. I think my wife was really the only person in that, in our generation who didn't come. And just because she was teaching school at the time. And, uh, I, I tried to keep telling her, just take tomorrow off. It'll be fine. And, you know, no, I really, I can't do that to go to a football games. Like she, and she immediately regretted it and is regretting it years later. Yeah. But, you know, he, uh, grandpa died a couple of years ago. So just, awesome that we had you know one of the final big time family get togethers in that setting it was, yeah, it was so cool that is so cool okay so number nine the women's final four in 2017 in dallas it was my third women's final four but it was the the shot and the game that made had this one on the list yukon had won 111 straight games and Mississippi State ends that streak with when Morgan William hits a jumper at the buzzer and I'm working for the NCAA during that event as a uh, floor marshal so sitting on the floor when she hits that shot to end that in, that streak that will never be matched right isn't that amazing how they have this streak, but yet you remember the, the thing that ends it? <laughs> it's sad for the other team, but that's how it works. We remember the, the, the shot that stops it all. And the funny thing is, you know, Mississippi State, that will be the moment people always remember. And I think most people, when they look back on that, just think it was the championship game, but it was the semifinal. And Mississippi State actually lost in the championship oh. to South Carolina two nights later. Okay, I was going to say that that 
So if you're UConn, that probably stings even more because I want the person <laughs> that knocks me out of a playoff to at least make a run and win. I don't know, feel validated a little bit, right? Right. When the team that beats you is good enough to win it all. But then if the team that beats you then just loses, it's kind of like, oh, all, all for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they had to, they had to live with that, but you know, I, I've been very fortunate to, uh, to cover three women's final fours in some form or fashion, a couple of men's final fours. And that was certainly uh, one of the best basketball moments I've ever seen. I actually looking down at the list, that might be the top basketball moment I have. Yeah, yeah it is. That's great. Um, What's next? Okay. Um, so one that actually happened before I made that original list and I go back and look on it, think, how did I not include this one? Was the 1995 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. I was a bat boy that season. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so that's the ultimate summer job as a baseball-loving kid. Yeah. <laughs> You have to have connections. And as I mentioned, I have one. So I, I used it. And grandpa got me the job. Uh, and I was in the visiting clubhouse, actually, that that those two seasons, because Joe Macko, who was the legendary clubhouse manager for the Rangers for a long, long time, they actually moved him from the home clubhouse to the visiting clubhouse in that off season prior to 1995. So I had the choice and I wanted to work with Joe. I had known him for so long and I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to meet all of those visiting team players as they come in, you know, as neat as it would have been to, to work with the Rangers and, you know, get to know those guys. I thought kind of the variety would be cool, but right. more than anything, more than anything, it was Joe, uh, just a great man and somebody that I was so excited to work with. Um, that day, you know, all the pageantry with the all-star game, being on the field for it. And, um, but the coolest thing was before the game. So hours and hours before first pitch and myself and the other guys who worked in the clubhouse, we got there well before we were supposed to just cause you know, you're going to sit at home and right. wait around, you know, you want to be in that stadium yeah. on all-star day for you as long as you can coming in when and who you're going to catch and see. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's, um, that's why it was special. You know, you're sitting around a clubhouse, we were just playing cards and probably two hours before players were even supposed to arrive. Tony Gwynn walks into the clubhouse and sits down to play cards with us and says, you know, I was just getting bored at my hotel. Thought I would come in and BS with the Bat Boys. Uh -huh. And we're sitting there for two hours with just us and Tony Gwynn playing cards, talking a little bit of baseball, but just hanging out with other than Ted Williams, the greatest hitter to ever walk the face of the earth. Wow. Those connections pay off. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How cool. I mean, not many people can say that they got to do something like that. Yeah, no, I, I've, I know this, this list kind of shows me and shows it, but I've just been so incredibly blessed by all of these things I've been able to see. I mean, a lot of them come from broadcasting and mm -hmm. what I've done for a living, but the vast majority of them come from just fortune because of my family, because of where I've lived, whatever it may be. And, you know, that's, that's one of them. Just, I, I was so lucky to have that opportunity 
to work a job that kids would have, you know, not, they don't want it as a summer job. They'd pay to do that job if if they could. And, uh, I just, I, I was able to bless some of my friends that summer too, because they were on, there was on occasion where another bat boy couldn't make it for whatever reason. And I'd call up friends like, um, you know, the, the angels are in town and our other bat boy called in sick. Do you want to come work the game with me? It's like, are you kidding? Yeah. Really? Uh, <laughs> sure. Drop everything. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. I always wonder when I'm at Rangers games or, or watching them, I always wonder how you get to be the bat boy. Cause I've got a little guy that would love to do that as a baseball <laughs> player. And I mean, start making friends with owners or somebody high up in the yeah right. front office. And we don't live, I mean, we're here in Frisco, so we're not in the, you know, in the know right. in the inner circle, the Arlington inner circle, but man, that just looks like the best opportunity to be a kid oh, and get to be down there and the warm up, the outfield warm up guys. I mean, all of those kids, that's so cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Okay. Number seven, the, uh, most recent addition to the list Okay. this year's winter classic. Ah, oh, hockey made the list. Awesome. <laughs> I wasn't Actually, there. Obviously you're about to tell us that you were there. We watched it on TV. And even <laughs> just watching it on TV was magical. I mean, it was just, and I, I'm not that normally that mesmerized by like the, hockey the annual winter classic game but but just knowing that it was here and just watching all the little details knowing what all went into it from some people that I did know that were down there was amazing so tell me about it well I just couldn't imagine watching it on tv like I had to find my way into that place and you know this is the only event on here with my son uh so far I mean I mean there's going to be more in the future where he yeah. We go to stuff together and he makes the list again. But, you know, I took a gamble because he at the time was just three years old and I knew he could melt down anytime. It was going to be cold. It was going to be loud. It was going to be crowded. Yeah. But, you know, it was the only time the Winter Classic would probably ever be in Dallas. And I, I wanted to be there with him. Um, hockey is his favorite sport right now. Okay. I mean, we took him to an Allen Americans game when he was maybe a year and a half. And we, um, we were invited to a suite. So like, we don't want to pass up on that. This is the perfect time to uh, bring him. And, you know, if he melts down, we're not out anything. We'll just, you know, have dinner and head off. And maybe we don't even see any of the game. That'd be fine. But he went down to the first row of that seat sweeting and the look on his face was, I mean, he couldn't really talk much of the time and it was just kind of that look that mom, dad, do you see how awesome this is? Just all of the lights going on the scoreboards and the action on the ice and everything so close. And after that, I mean, he would, we'd get out of the car at an Allen game and he would take me by the hand and physically drag me into the stadium, you know, just looking back, hockey game, hockey game. He he loved it. And I just couldn't pass up going to this game with him. It would have been so easy to go with my dad or with one of my friends. And I know we would have seen the entire game then, but had to try it. And he was having a great time, you know, around the fairgrounds and just looking at everything. 
And then the national anthem plays, okay? Really loud fireworks so close to us. And he squeezes me and says in the sweetest little voice, I'm ready to go home now. Oh, no. I was I knew you were about to say that and I thought, no, surely not. Did you have did you go or did you get to watch any of the games? He he calmed down and lasted through a period. Okay. Well that's yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I mean we we walked around, you know, after the first period ended, we walked around the fairgrounds a little bit. I know, kind of hoping he would get a second wind and want to yeah. go back in, but you know, it was obvious that it wasn't happening. So you know, we missed the stars goals. We missed the second and third period, but you know, just the atmosphere at fair park and being in that stadium and seeing the ice on the field at the cotton bowl. Yeah. And he, you know, even though he wanted to leave early, he talked about it for weeks and will still yeah. occasionally bring it up just how, you know, how great it was to be at the winter classic. And, um, you know, awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know that he'll necessarily remember it. It'll probably just be all through pictures and me right. telling him about it. But, right. you know, it's something that, that uh, I'll always treasure. It was just awesome. That is awesome. Well, there's many more Stars games in his future. I'm sure that he will have rank. He can probably rank his own Allen American <laughs> Stars games later on in life. Never, yeah. never a winter classic again, probably. But yeah, it will take uh, maybe if we can go to a Stanley Cup final oh, uh, yeah. somewhere down the line, that'll rank uh, high on his list. Yeah. So number six uh, is, you know, you take it kind of full circle with, um, you know, me sharing that with my son. And number six is something that my dad wanted to share with me. It was uh, the Super Bowl between the Bills and the Cowboys in Pasadena in January of 1993. 93. Okay. So the first one of that run and my dad's attitude at the time was a little bit like me with the winter classic. You know, I, we don't know if this will ever come around again. Yeah. Let's, we need to do this. He hadn't seen the Cowboys win a Super Bowl since the seventies. Uh, you know, grew up in Arlington, had lived in DFW his entire life and just decided, you know, we need to be there. It might never, it might not happen again. And obviously we find out that it does happen. Yeah. I was going to say, when he says this is it, you mean for the Cowboys to get right. to the Super Bowl? And sure. Okay. Yeah. He, you never know. And at that <laughs> yeah, point you weren't in town, you still had to travel. You, he just means for his team to be right. There. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, he, he got the tickets for, I don't know how much he got the tickets for, but it had to be a ridiculous amount. Yeah. And uh, you know, found a hotel room, uh, booked the round trip to LAX and, uh, you know, we did it up big and, you know, got there the day before, did the whole NFL experience theme park outside the stadium. And oh, the cool. Michael Jackson did the halftime show that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, Cowboys, you know, won in a huge blowout. And, you know, we take the red eye back to DFW after the game. I can't sleep. I'm, you know, just on top of the world. Yeah. After having gone to the Super Bowl, and I'm in eighth grade at the time. And as I mentioned, I was writing for Class X in the Star-Telegram. So I was writing my weekly column on the plane back from LAX to DFW. And then you know, we get into Dallas as the sun is coming up. And my dad still insisted, you're going to school today. 
know, I didn't get to take the day off. So you, <laughs> I you went. really knew how to be a professional <laughs> sports writer and broadcaster <laughs> in eighth grade, having to take the red eye, go to a big game, and then just keep on rolling the next day. That's so incredible was, that you have that experience that young. Oh, man. I mean, I yeah, between all the Ranger stuff, I mean, like I said, we went to spring training growing up and every every spring break. And, you know, we, we did so many cool things as kids. And this yeah. was part of it. I mean, my dad was, again, like I said, a huge Cowboys fan and wanted to make sure that he and I experienced that together. And, you know, of course, you know, I walk into school. I'm the only kid in my school who went to the Super Bowl the day before. And well, I'm, yeah. I'm, the mo- I'm the most popular kid in school for one day, the only day uh-huh. of my of my life where I'm the most popular kid in school. Wow. And uh, my mom has a great picture of me from that afternoon when I got back from school, just crashed out on the couch after not having slept since you know, Sunday morning. Yeah. All um, the adrenaline you finally crashed. <laughs> yeah. Wearing my Cowboys Super Bowl champion shirts crashed out on the couch at home after school that day. That wraps up Chris Mykoski's list from honorable mentions to number six. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we hit the top five in-person sporting events from Chris Mykoski. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro. We will see you next week. Bye.